you're going to hear no a lot more than yes. You just got to keep pushing, keep digging, keep driving, keep running. Like, no should be more of a drive for you. Thank you for tuning in to the Roughnecks podcast. I'm your host, Cole Nixon. I'm a senior at Ohio Wesleyan University in Delaware, Ohio, where I also play football. Just about every week on this podcast, I try to bring on guests who are viewed as leaders and motivators in the world of coaching, business, and just life. I talk to them and they share some advice for all of us. You can catch a new episode every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Be sure to follow the Roughnecks podcast on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us on Instagram at Roughnecks Podcast and Twitter at Roughnecks pod c1 if you ever want to contact the roughnecks then message us on social media or email at roughneckspodcast at gmail.com let's get into this week's show joining the show this week we have someone by the name of Artie douglas i first met Artie my senior year of high school when he started getting into training and while i was training at elite one fitness Along with training, he is also an entrepreneur and has started his own apparel company called Only My Best. You got to make sure you check them out on socials and give them a follow. They have some really sweet gear that you need to check out. I'm very excited to share my conversation with Artie Douglas this week. Oh, by the way, I will get it out of the air. Artie is the son of boxer Buster Douglas. If you don't know who he is, first off, shame on you. And second off, go look him up because you'll see why he deserves the respect. Let's get into this week's show. Already Douglas, what's going on, man? Welcome to the Roughnecks Podcast. Thank, thank you for joining. For what's uh, happening, brother? This is episode. 13. No problem, man. I first <laughs> met you through Elite One Fitness, where you would actually come run with our group too. I was the oldest in the group, and sometimes I would take it easy a little bit. But when you would run, <laughs> I would get so pissed because you were always faster than me, and I don't think I ever beat you. And it just pissed me off, but it really did help me, and it pushed me a lot. Uh, so thank you awesome. for that. Oh yeah, no problem. It was it's actually funny. That's how that's one of the reasons why I went there because uh, Garver he called me and told me he had a guy that needed some pushing. So and it was you. So <laughs> so uh, just to start, give us a little background on yourself. So I am. Well, I'll just go ahead and say I'm the son of James Buster Douglas, the former undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. A little athletic background. I played football, basketball, and ran track and cup. Uh, in high school then I went to Audubon for a year and ran track and played football there I lettered there for both sports uh, I was a starter for a receiver did the four by one and long jump at Audubon and then after that year uh, just didn't work out things kind of life kind of changed a little bit at that moment and then what was it probably right around the time Garber called me and Asked me to come to the gym is when I actually kind of started the whole boxing career for myself, personally. So, and then ever since then, it kind of just took off right there at that moment. So you said you played, so. like you played multiple sports in high school. What made you go on and decide like football and track? Uh, football was always the, was my first love for sports. Period. It was like uh, I'll never forget my first the first time I saw football was when uh, 
I don't know if you remember, is uh, when Randy Moss played for the Vikings and the quarterback was Dante Culpepper. It was the – I forgot who they were playing, but I, that was the first time I saw football, and I'm like, yo, I, I want to play. And then that's when I asked Dad if I can play football. And we signed up, like, the next year. We didn't sign up that year, but we signed up the next year, and that's when my football career started. Basketball was kind of like the, you know, the in-between sport. I wanted to take it serious at first, but it just didn't work out too well for me personally. I I had more enjoyment with track and football, so, and I was fast for track. Did you box? No, not not at all. I didn't actually. I did boxing as a workout. I never competed back when I was little. I think I just I used it. Yeah, I just used it as a workout. I never competed. I went to the gym a few times. I actually thought about it when I was around. It was always in the back of my mind. I actually thought about it when I was uh, probably, in, I want to say, like, second grade. But other than that, it was always just, like, Dad would just take us to the gym during the summer. We would use it as conditioning for our next sport. And then I would be – it wasn't until after I left Otterbein, had a little two-year gap of no sports or three years. And then I was like, you know what, let's actually give this a shot. Let's start fighting, you know, and – Kind of went from there, pretty much. So what's it like growing up? I mean, you know, you, you've probably been asked this question a hundred times. Like, what's it like growing up with the father that who is still well-known in the boxing world? Uh, you know, it's funny. Like, I had to, when I was little, people had to tell me who my dad was. That's how, like, laid back he is. It wasn't like he just kind of told me. It was like, it was his dad to me. Like, he was his dad. And uh, that's the best way for me to kind of explain it. I don't know how else to really put it, but it was more of just like dad being dad. Like he did most, what dad does, just he had that title of heavyweight champion of the world. That's a good thing though. Um, like but, it didn't put a lot on oh, you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like it, it was real laid back. Like to do something, I had to like, like tell him constantly, like, hey dad, I want to do this. Hey dad, I want to do this. Cause if not, he wouldn't, he wouldn't touch it at all. He would just kind of just do his own thing until I repeatedly, repeatedly told him and then kind of do that right there if i'm not mistaken you guys have a long line of boxing history in your family am i correct yeah uh it actually starts before my grandfather i'm not too familiar with that but i know it was before my grandfather but it really took off because of my dad's dad so my grandfather he was he was the first national golden glove champion in columbus ohio what else did he do he was a very tough fighter he had like I think his record was like he had over fifty plus fights. He was like forty seven and and like ten or something like that. It was ridiculous. Like he fought. It, it seemed like he like it. Just looking at it, it seemed like he fought almost every week type stuff. But that's how it was back then. He fought. And then it was dad. Like dad took it. My uncle, his brother, was a fighter. And then I was just kind of just it's one of those things that just kind of fell right in line. But all right, I'll do it. It's kind of in the pedigree a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, so I was going to ask this, line, so. but I think I kind of already know the answer to it now. I was going to ask if you ever felt like your dad's success overshadowed you, but, like, as you said, your dad never – it was never like that. And that, I give your dad a lot of credit for that. Like, it was never you – it was never your dad, and then you were just there. It seemed like you almost did your own – like, you were your own – he let you be you and, like, write your own legacy. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Dad, definitely. Like, he stayed out the way. You know, like, if you ever went to uh, – like one of my high school games or anything like that, he would always be in the corner. I mean, mind his own business, watching the game. Uh, he never like wanted to 
Like he never went out to see the, to, the attention. He like he just it was just he knew it was already there. So it was not like he was like, hey guys, look at me. Don't focus on my son type stuff. It was like, no, nah, focus on him. Leave me alone. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was pretty much one of those. It was just like uh, he did a really good job with that, and I I, I really am happy that he did do that because I've seen you know you watch a lot of you watch a lot of other celebrities and their kids and stuff, and they do get overshadowed. But like me personally, I took it as a challenge. Like that was like, okay, so now I actually have something to compete against. Like I got something that I got to, like, granted, it's a big thing to do. Like <laughs> it's going to be really tough. But at the same time, it's like, at least I have something to be like, all right, if I can walk into a grocery store or do something and before they say, hey, are you Buster's kid? It's like, oh, hey, what's up, Artie? You the kid from wherever, wherever they saw me. And then they go Buster's kid. And I go, yeah, okay, I did that. Yeah, I'm definitely, like, it was one of the ones that kind of helped me figure out, like, okay, I'm actually good at something, or I'm I'm a nice guy, one of the two, you know? I'm not just labeled as Buster's kid, and that's it. So you said you do training. What all kind of training do you do? For what? So you tra- do you box train? Like, do you train other athletes, or do you train, like, as yourself right now? So I do, I train my, so I, I actually, my dad is my, my boxing coach. He's my trainer. In other words, uh, but for me, when I do training, I train athletes, uh, kind of took over what Garber does with the athletes. I take any athlete, any sport. Uh, we work on their athleticism. We work on building them as an athlete. Uh, I also do a little bit of boxing. I mean, it's just more of like the workout side, but other than that, it's just, um, it's just more PT, like one-on-one. Just get, get right, get fit, you know. What made you huh? want to get into that? Uh, I always wanted to, but it was just one of the ones that just like, never had the drive until like actually I feel like I needed more experience you know I've always wanted to be a coach always wanted to do something to help others but I just didn't feel like I had enough experience during those times that I really wanted to push it until this moment or like about five years ago when I actually walked in with you guys you know started helping you started helping uh the guys that you were around kind of felt that was like the moment where I felt like okay I know I feel like this is like the right time. Plus, you know, I'm young, I'm in it. I have experience. Like, I can like tell you how you're feeling at a certain moment, you know. Like, it's like that experience, I feel like that's helped me separate myself from other trainers as well. It makes you almost feel like you have a little bit better connection with the kids that you're Right, training. yeah. You feel like you understand yeah, it cause better. It's, yeah, because it's like, you know, like, no, not everybody knows what it feels like to get the wind knocked out of you or know what it, know what it feels like to – take a punch in the face you know not a lot of people know that especially well yeah like even in bar fights and so that's completely different street fights is different it's really, it really isn't different because like i spar with dudes that like they'd be going like after you get on sparring they'd be like man like that is different he's like i've been he's like, i've been he's like i've been in street fights and that was you can't run you can't call a timeout it's like no man you in this little box and for three minutes or two minutes we going at it ain't no timeout no nothing you know so it's just one of the ones like you can you help it's a better connection as, as well and I feel like the athletes that I train and the people I train enjoy that a lot too because they feel more they understand they feel more confident in me when I tell them to do something oh yeah exactly and especially too like you're not afraid to do it with them that's one of the things I've always noticed right. like, with coaches and trainers like when they do it with you you're like oh wow like like he's doing it too. Like he's not like, all right, do this. All right, get it done. You're like, yeah, I'm gonna step in there and do right. it. Right. 
because I have a buddy who I just did a podcast with last week. He is two years older than I, and he just got a, he's a head coach at Danville. And he's like, I work out with my players. Oh, that's awesome. So he's like, I'm, yeah, I'm it, in there with them. Yeah, it, it creates that bond that a lot of, like, it helps separate your team and your, your camaraderie against other players. Like, you have a, a better bond with the players. You get that vibe, you get that feel, and then the players believe in you more. And then it's like it all goes together. Where like when it's crunch time, you're like you're 21 to 20. You're on the 10 yard line going in, grade when the game. You're gonna believe in one and stuff, one each other more because it's just like, all right, this is what all it works in. I know he's gonna know how I'm, how I'm feeling. I know how he's feeling. We're gonna get this one type stuff, you know, and just build that type of uh, environment, that culture that all the coaches always talk about. Exactly. To have success and stuff. So you've done different training. Yeah. You've, like trained for football. You've trained for boxing. You've trained for track. Which one do you prefer? Like, I guess, which one's the toughest? I would have to say boxing because I used it for football. I used it for basketball. I used it in every sport because there's like, it's just that type of conditioning. You just, man, that's a, it's a different beast because you actually use, almost every muscle, to be honest with you. It's a different soreness. I don't know, like, that's kind of hard to say in this, but, like, it, it's, like, you know, like, when you do football and stuff, like, you get, like, when you first put your helmet on, your neck gets a little sore at first. You know, you get that soreness. Shorter pads, your upper body gets tight. But, like, boxing, you do, like, one day, and your whole body, you're like, man, why, why am I, like, why are my legs hurting? Like, I, <laughs> I just threw punches. And then, like, the next, the next thing you do, like, my chest hurts. Like, I didn't, I didn't touch anything. <laughs> it's just one of those ones that's like, like, you just feel it everywhere. So I would say boxing would probably be the toughest. Because it, it also they're mentally as well. Because you you're going for three minutes straight. Well, like the way my dad made us train, we would go three minutes straight for a round and then 30-second rest. And then we'd go right back at it for three, 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 three more minutes. And in that three minutes, we're staying busy. We're throwing a lot of punches and we're doing a lot of stuff. We're moving constantly. So it really takes it takes a lot out of you if you if you really get into it. You went on to start only my best. Where did the idea right. come from? So it was actually if you go back to when Dad took off. Well, when Dad was great fight Tyson, that was his slogan or whatever because it was on the hat. Like he had his that red hat he had uh, had only my best on it. I've always loved the name. I've always loved it because it's been around us the whole time. Like every time you see Dad or you see. Uh, people around that they always had like only my best hat so it was like one of the things like for me in my mind it's like I've always wanted to run my own business I've always wanted to, like you know that was something I've always wanted to do is be an entrepreneur and have something like that so I was like well shit all these other celebrities have their own brands have their own t-shirts and stuff and dad never had none of that so I was like let me let me do something here you know like let me I'm just try to start a brand. And it was funny. I'll, I'll never forget the day I asked dad I wanted to do it. I was going upstairs to like grab some clothes or something. And I just thought, I was like, dad, like, is that, is uh, only my best you? Like, did you come up with it? Did you, was that like, was that all you? And he goes, yeah, that was, that was all me. I was like, what do you think about starting a brand? Like, what do you think about starting like a little clothing brand, apparel company type stuff with it? We'll build around you. It was like, Shit. he was like sure you know because I, I kept asking questions like why didn't you do it why didn't you do all this stuff he was like i just never thought of it. i didn't have the people around me that brought it up i was like all right well well let's do it he goes 
cool. All right, whatever. You know, <laughs> just that is laid back guy. So he's just like, yeah, that was laid back. So he was just like, all right, sure, let's do it. <laughs> and we just kind of just went from there. And then he just, you know, it's, it's growing. It's growing. Well, but we, we got it. We're working. What are so? What would you say is some of the biggest struggles that you have to deal with, and how do you overcome those struggles? So I would say the overhead cost because everything. Grant, I could have went out and did like the whole let's get a loan, let's get a loan for all the equipment, maybe even uh, like a little building to rent out to do the t-shirt making and all that stuff. I just did it out of pocket. Like I bought everything out of pocket out right off the back, um, and I have it in it pretty cool it's like I'm in the basement like I'm starting in the basement type stuff you know I didn't want to I wanted to cut some of the costs like that so I would say the cost is really tough to overcome for me and the way I have the brand set up is like self-branding because it's based around my father so not only do I have a brand and I have a celebrity but I got to revamp my father back to this culture like of you guys myself I feel like myself and the people I grew up with know my father because that was like the time they were being born and they're still being talked about. So like after what I would say when dad retired in 90, 1999, so from 2000 and up, dad was slowly fading out of the picture. So now we got to revamp it and re, rebrand, in other words, rebrand my father. So doing all my best kind of helps with that revamping, kind of helps with the whole bringing my father back to the spotlight type stuff. And then plus, also, I ain't gonna lie, like, the Tyson fight made this 10 times better. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna lie, like, that stuff, because it's, it's Tyson and Dad are connected for the rest of the time, because anytime you're gonna bring up Tyson, you gotta bring up my father in 1990 when he did, when he knocked him out, and when he beat him. Yeah, because if you, I mean, look, honestly, if you Google Buster Douglas, it, the autocorrect thing is gonna be knocks out Mike Tyson. That's what you're gonna see. Right, and yeah. Like, but, yeah, uh, but it helps you. It really does help you as like a business oh, owner. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah, because it's like it is. It, it really is one of the ones like whatever he does, like whatever Tyson does, it's always going to come back to us. Because like you know, like the headlines, like even last week or this past week, since Tyson's since Tyson fought, we get Dad's getting all these interviews. Um, he's doing all this stuff, and it's just like they always ask him, "What are you doing now?" What are you doing with this and that? And then dad's like, well, me and my son started a brand. Boom. Exposure right there. And then, well, one, journalists help a lot, but they also make it even, like, for me personally, it's, like, annoying, but you need it. Like, it's one of the ones, like, so, like, dad did an interview with USA Today. I keep talking about it because it's going to be around until it just fades out. But the headline said, Douglas wants to rematch with Tyson. I mean, that took off everywhere. I mean, I've been... Just from the brand page and then people reaching out to my father, they just want interviews. They just want to talk to him. Hey, what, are you really are you really going to fight? Are you really going to do a comeback? And dad being dad, he goes, you never know. If the opportunity resists itself, you never know. And it's just like, dude, this is crazy exposure right now. Like, exactly. We're like feeding on it right now. It's, it's, it's really good for us, in other words. And it's free. You don't have to pay for it. It's just, literally, it's just there for you. For sure, like it. I, mean, I can't. I mean, I, this would be worth millions for what we're doing right now. And I'm exactly. just like, all right, I'm just it's here, you know. 
Yeah. Cause I'm a marketing major. And like, we've talked about those things, like those, those that come to you, like use your resources. If it comes to you and it's there, it's not stealing or anything. It's just there. It's for you to use. It's your resource. And you're doing a right. good job of like using that as a resource, like you said. Oh yeah. I mean, like, and, and I, I like doing stuff like the brands helped me for my major as well. Like I'm a business administrative major. Like I business is my degree and just doing all this stuff is just like, it's unreal. I, it's very fun, but at the same time, I, I can, I've always see, I can always see like it connects. And I don't know. It's just, it's fun. I got to talk about today. It's really fun. What are your goals for only my best? So the goals I would have to say would be number one is bring my dad back to the spot, like giving him the respect, giving him the type of how it, it's most based on a line of respect that he deserves and needed back then. Uh, a lot of the people in this circle back then were just bad. Like they weren't good business people at all. They, instead of taking advantage at that moment, taking advantage of everything, being able to get as much as they can at that moment, they sucked. They were terrible. I ain't going to lie. They were terrible. So like, <laughs> so like right now it's just like, it's giving back to my father for like, this is like my version of saying thanks to my father, but I also continuing, continuing the legacy of what he built and my grandfather, to be honest with you. It's like they set the foundation. I'm just going to keep working on it and build from there. Give me a piece of advice for somebody who could be an aspiring entrepreneur. What is their, your one biggest piece of advice? Because I took an entrepreneurship class this semester and we had a bunch of guest speakers. Right. They would all like our professor would always ask him, like, give, give one piece of advice for an entrepreneur. What is your one piece of advice that you would give? I would say don't fold when you hear the word no. You're going to hear no a lot more than yes. You just got to keep pushing, keep digging, keep driving, keep running. Like, no should be more of a drive for you. Because like that, when you hear no, it's just like, all right, whatever. And in your mind, you should have like, well, that's your loss. Because when you, when I, start my success and you come back to me wanting to reach out, I'm going to say no to you type stuff. So it's like, you just don't listen to the word no. Keep pushing, especially if you believe in it. Just keep working. I like to ask all my guests this. What is the future of Artie Douglas? A billionaire. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, you got to have dreams. You got to have them. <laughs> right. Uh, what is the future for myself? I would say the brand is taken off to the point where getting talked about and it's getting the my dad's getting the respect that he wants without even it's in stores it's not just on the websites and e-commerce uh i'm very successful i'm doing everything that i've dreamed of and possibly possibly having the title fight myself personally those are, those that are would good. be the that that would be the greatest thing ever because i feel like if i if i reach that pinnacle and get to that moment of being able to get to a title fight and winning I feel like that would be the stepping stone of me being better than my father because of what I've built on the way up I like that if you could go back yeah. and change anything would you I would change certain like certain plays in football yeah but <laughs> other than, but <laughs> I, there's a couple of plays I'm reminiscing like man if I would have just it one little cut different i would have housed that but other than that I, no you know i'm i'm happy with what i've done um i'm 
I'm still like I'm because I'm still able to do everything that I've dreamed of doing, and nothing. All the opportunities are still in front of me, so I wouldn't change anything really. No, I'm I'm happy with what everything I've done. So I like to wrap up every episode with what I simply call Motivation Monday. I ask our guests to give one piece of advice or a little bump to our listeners um, on their Monday morning. It could be really anything. So what you got for Motivation Monday? I, I I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a like you got to watch me work. You can't just I can't just tell you, man. Uh, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> oh man, Motivation Monday. I mean, it, it probably has to go with that whole just don't quit. Like you know. Just because you hear no, just because you're having, you wake up in a bad mood doesn't mean your your day has to, like, you have to end the day in a bad mood. You know, just positivity, stay positive, keep a positive mindset. You know, everything's going to fall in line. Like, it's always going to get harder before it gets easier. So, if you know things are getting really, really tough, keep going. Because you're right, it's one of the ones that you're right at that, you're right, great breakthrough. So, just keep fighting. Keep rolling. Let them hands go. No words, like my dad said, before, I, before the bell rings. Let your hands go. And with that, that's a wrap on episode 13 of the Roughnecks podcast. Thank you, Artie, for agreeing to doing the show. I had a lot of fun. Hey, no problem, man. Where can people go follow your business? So you can catch me on IG at Only My Best Apparel. Also follow my dad on IG at Official Buster Douglas KO. Follow him. You can do our Facebook page. It's Only My Best, plain and simple has my dope logo right in the front, right there, my logo. Yeah. I got to get me some of that. Let me know, man. I got you. I'm going to hook you up. Don't worry about it. I All got right. you. You just got to come to the gym now. You got to come to the new spot. Oh, I will. I'm going to here soon. Um, I need a gym. All actually. right, brother. <laughs> yeah, come on by. Uh, thank you again for joining the show. For now, hey, no problem, man. That was my conversation with Artie Douglas. He's an entrepreneur, trainer, leader, and mentor. I'm very grateful to have him join the show for episode 13 of the Roughnecks podcast. I'm also always grateful for everyone who listens to the show, as well as the ones who have helped me along the way, such as PNH Studio for the logo design and Bad Pod and your podcast editor for their editing services. Be sure to give us a follow on Instagram at Roughnecks Podcast and Twitter as well at Roughnecks Pod C1. If you want to contact the Roughnecks, you can email roughneckspodcast at gmail.com. For now, Up next out.